So Jake White was on some next level weirdness back in 2006 because <laughs> also at that point uh, France was saying it only started um, six matches for for the Sharks at that point, all of which were at ten. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. Yesterday, we learned the sad news that the former Dublin senior footballer and Derry manager Brian Mullins passed away at the age of 68. St. Vincent's clubman Brian was a legend of the sport, a towering midfielder in Hefo's army, a winner of four All-Ireland titles in 1974, 76, 77 and 83. He also won a club All-Ireland, two All-Stars, managed Derry to the Ulster title in 1998 and for many subsequent years was the director of sport in UCD. To pay tribute to Brian, we're joined on the line now by Brian's former Dublin teammate Barney Rock. Barney, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Sad news, Barney. Brian was and is an icon of uh, Gaelic Games. Oh, definitely. You know, um, it was very, very sad to hear. Uh, um, it really only came in um, in May. We were at the Leinster semi-final with Mead in Dublin, and um, we were all together. Those uh, people from the from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and present teams were all together at a function. And Brian was there, just come back from uh, Portugal with the Dublin 70s team and uh, was in great form. And then two days later, we heard that he, w- he was unwell in hospital. So it's, it's a real shock and it came very, very sudden for everybody. What are your body memories of Brian Barney? Uh, I think uh, Brian was the hero to us when, when he was growing up. But back in 74, I was lucky enough to be in the dressing room when they, when they played Cork in the semi semi-final. A, a game which he got a penalty and scored it and um, he was the, uh, the the big figure the big fella at midfield who was only a young lad 19 years of age 20 years of age at that stage and um, you know, he was the one that really took all the hits around midfield was the one that when they needed a score and when they needed somebody to lift the game he was, he was the main man the go-to man so it's it's just unbelievable you know the the, the skill level he had and people didn't realise that he had a lot of skill but he had an awful lot of skill it wasn't just about catching it was, he was a brilliant team player Was he a real presence when you joined the Dublin setup then in the late 70s Barney? Oh yeah you know, listen, we looked, uh, really looked up to him you know, we were unfortunate that um, I came on the scene with the Dublin team back in the, in the league of 1980 and uh, just before we got into the championships in, in 80, uh, Brian had an accident which knocked him out and unfortunately we didn't really get to play with him uh, 80, 81 uh, it knocked him out for two years he came back in 82 um, and uh, played another three All-Irelands following the, the six uh, he had previously played in the 70s We're also joined on the line Barney uh, by Tommy Drum former All-Ireland winning captain Tommy how are you? I'm well John thanks Sad, sad weekend uh, with the, the news of the passing of Brian Mullins, Tommy. Yes, John, it's still very raw, you know, less than 24 hours. So my thoughts will be with Liz and Helen and uh, condolences to Brian and his extended family. Brian had 10 grandchildren. Um, and I have to say the way that the family looked after him in the Rahini Hospice over the last couple of weeks was exceptional. It doesn't seem so long ago, John, since uh, Brian himself saying goodbye to Ethel. And here we are nine years later and we're saying goodbye to Brian. But the, the care and the love that uh, the family and Brian received from Rahimi Hospital was exceptional. So a shout out to them. No, no, well said, uh, Tommy. And you soldiered with Brian for a long time with the Dubs uh, during the whole 70s period and then in 83 as well. Yeah, I mean, the first game I played for Dublin was with Brian under 21. We played against Meads and um, he's been a part of my life ever since then. So a great uh, footballing playing mate and a great friend. Sadly missed. 
he was uh, it seems like from all accounts Tommy that he had everything because uh, midfield was such an important position back then still is important but he was able to feel the ball kick the ball and have that physical presence in the team yeah, there's a couple of standouts for me in the last 24 hours, uh, John. Uh, Seamus McHugh reached out this morning, right, and um, the Galway team of 83 and the Dublin team of 83, we've become quite close. And next year we're celebrating 40 years since we played in the 83 final, but we had a, a dry run about a month ago, and uh, it wasn't long after Brian became ill. So Seamus McHugh, the Galway captain, addressed uh, the group. Uh, the Dublin and Galway group and he said that uh, if he was given the opportunity to pick a team and given the pick of all the players he's ever seen or played the game the first person he would pick would be um, Brian Mullen so I got the opportunity to say that to Brian a few days later so he doesn't like praise and never liked praise but I suppose coming from your opposition that's the that's the best compliment you could hope to get Absolutely and Tommy as well in the mid-70s Dublin were in the wilderness and 1974 was such a huge year for Dublin and Brian is only 19 years of age and he's in the team and he's making such an impact against Galway and that set the tone then for those great battles with Kerry Yeah I mean what comes to mind immediately is uh, two people in particular Dave Hickey and Mick Hickey um, you probably know John Dave Hickey has had cancer a number of times he's retired um, pancreas and kidney transplant surgeon and anytime any of our team become ill Dave is the first person to turn up and uh, so his care for Anton O'Toole and now Brian has been exceptional over the last uh, couple of years so Dunnock O'Brien was the surgeon who operated on Anton and Dave and we couldn't ask for better care so the reason I mentioned Dave is that his brother Mick would have played under 19 rugby with um, Brian um, in 1974 for Leinster and um, I don't know whether you remember but uh, we had some great rugby players on that team we're very lucky that Brian chose to play for Dublin in the uh, Gaelic and uh, he started for Dublin the day after he played and represented Leinster rugby and um, so, you know, Brian, he had an incredible level of fitness at a time when the GAA had upped the time for a period of a game for 80 minutes. And Kevin Heffernan tried to make Dublin the fittest team in the country at that stage. I think it, it took a number of um, teams off guard. So um, Brian's level of fitness right up to the time he, he became ill, he cycled everywhere, John, uh, out to UCD, every back. He swam a lot and... Um, so it was just a fundamental part of his game. Our full back line and our full forward line would be used to seeing Brian either end of the field and his distribution and his catching skills were exceptional. Barney, what was he like in the dressing room? Um, and in the dressing room, he was he was the big figure, the, the person that we were always uh, wanting to listen to him. Um, he, he became captain after Tommy uh, back in, in uh, 85. So that was his first year as being captain. But certainly um, in the dressing room, we would always at that stage looked up to the likes of Tommy, Anthony O'Toole, um, uh, Brian. Uh, but in the dressing room, it, you, know, you knew if, you, if things weren't going for you, John, the field, he'd let you know. Uh, so he's one of those fellas that you'd, you didn't want him to speak against you, but he'd always be watching out for you. Also, it was important uh, in, in any Gaelic community and county that the club is really important Barney and Brian was Vincent's to the core wasn't he? He was Joe and uh, he was he, he had won his uh, I think All-Ireland final in, in, seven, in 76 with the club but um, in the in the latter years I remember meeting him on the sideline I was involved with Ballymond and Brian was uh, involved with Vincent's but certainly Vincent was number one outside of Dublin when he was with Dublin he gave everything he had and when he was in with Vincent, he gave more than that because uh, he was a true uh, Vincent man. 
there's an iconic photo, Barney, isn't it, of that day you went down to Porky Quee. Ray McManus put it on Twitter today of uh, Brian and Kieran Duff, arm in arm, hot day. Rare thing to have an All-Ireland replay outside of Dublin. Uh, it was a magical day and Brian was brilliant that day. Yes, brilliant. The end of August uh, of 83. And uh, like you say, it was the first time Dublin were ever played outside of Crow Park. Uh, with with that team and uh, on that particular day he gave an awesome uh, display you know, and he set the tone in the first uh, couple of minutes he ended up scoring a great goal uh, from a penalty um, and then all of a sudden he lorded midfield and he provided us the forwards with, with plenty of ball and ammunition to, uh, to put Cork away on that particular day Tommy, he was a man of education he would teach up in Donegal and that brought him to Derry and he had great success there as a manager Tommy. Yeah, he, he um, Brian had great emotional intelligence, John Rice, and uh, the number of children and uh, that he would have come in contact with through his um, teaching days in Dublin, up in in, um, in Donegal, where his family, some of his family still reside, and then in UCD as director of sport, and I think director of health later on. It's interesting, John, in the last, um, not long before um, Brian became ill, um, we had a meeting and he said he was aware of one of our mates who was um, suffering from anxiety. So what Brian wanted to do is to do something that we would build something into our weekly diary to make sure we would support them. And we started off in nine holes of golf every Tuesday morning, which we did up to the time he became ill. So he was different and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people maybe would have broken through that outer layer, uh, but he was... He was an exceptional person who influenced for the better an awful lot of people in his career. It's important to state that as well because obviously, and rightly so, there'll be a lot of focus on his Dublin career and his legendary exploits in blue. But as an educator, as somebody who gave back for so many years, Tommy, to education, physical excellence, and really such an important thing for society nowadays through UCD. No, you're right, John. And um, it's interesting, Ogie Morn made contact this morning just to remind me that Anne, his wife, uh, had been with Brian for four years in Poland, right? So when you look at the team that Brian has represented, right, he'd be the beating heart of every team he played for, like Poland, Leinster, rugby, as I said earlier, Dublin as a past captain, St. Vincent's, Leinster, UCD, the All-Stars. He just uh, was an exceptional person to be around. And um, well, he, his time in UCD, he regarded with great uh, affection and um, he didn't want to retire. He was just enjoying it so much. Barney, I think uh, over the years, in the last decade, Dublin have been the standard bearers for Gaelic games and Gaelic football in winning things. Uh, none of that would have happened, I doubt, with the young people in the county being inspired by the likes of Brian. So from a legacy point of view, Barney, uh, he leaves a substantial you know, imprint on our, on our landscape of our national game. Most definitely, you know, because without his, without the success of the 70s team and without Brian Mullins being one of them big figures then, uh, the likes of ourselves in the 80s wouldn't have had anyone to look up to. And the colour that that team actually brought was unbelievable. And the amazing thing, just thinking back on a few things, John, yeah. just thinking that Brian actually played in nine All-Ireland finals. So, and if you think of back then, you consider now that the present team that have won the eight in a row, they've only ever played in eight All-Ireland Finals. So Brian still has that fantastic record of having played in most All-Ireland Finals. And the, another thing then was that the Railway Cup, uh, he was uh, um, figured none of the 70s team had actually won the Railway Cup medal. But back in, in uh, 1985, Jack Bootman, Sean Bylan and Brian were involved and Brian I think captained the team that day to win the the uh, Railway Cup in Crow Park uh, so he still has a lot of awards that other people uh, like the present team that haven't got at that stage 
Tommy, uh, look, we're, we're sorry for you and for Barney. Um, it's, it's very tough to lose a teammate and it's great that you spent so much time with them. And as I said to Barney, he's going to leave uh, a huge legacy as, a, as an icon of, of Dublin Gaelic football. Well, John, uh, I have to say, I really appreciate the fact you've reached out and you've managed to allow us to get the word out to so many of uh, Brian's workmates, family and teammates. And I suppose if there was to be a last word from me on Brian's behalf, it would be his passing message to me not long before he died. It said to look out for and contact and spend time with those that are closest to you. Uh, Tommy, well said. Tommy and Barney, thanks so much. You're welcome, no John. Problem. Thanks, Bye. John. Tommy Drum and Barney Rock there on Brian Mullins. May you rest in peace. We're back after this. OTB GAA.